0: Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Amen. Genesis uh, chapter 2. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, I really need a word today, huh? Look back at him. Tell him, I drove through the rain for this word, huh? Genesis chapter 2, verse number 18, houses and uh, holds our text for today. Genesis 2, verse 18. The Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make somebody who is suitable for him. You may be seated. Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. The Lord said, it's not good for a man to be alone. I am not going to find somebody suitable. I'm going to create somebody suitable. I want to preach for a little while today using as a subject, I shouldn't have to beg for it shouldn't have to beg for it. I find this passage particularly interesting because if you read the text carefully, you'll notice that Adam is the beneficiary of a prayer he never prayed. What God did for Adam in this passage is what we can collectively call a sweatless victory. Nowhere in this passage does Adam ever ask God for companionship. Nowhere in the text does Adam ever ask God for love. According to James Weldon Johnson, it was God himself who said he was lonely. Adam never said that. Adam never begged God to bring him somebody on his level. And Adam never opened his mouth to ask God for somebody to spend his life with. But the experience of love is sometimes manifested in the ability to give people things they never asked for. It's funny how some folks will make you ask for things they already know you need. Family members will know that you are in a predicament, but won't lift a finger to assist almost as if they get hellish delight in watching you squirm. Your friends already know you're trying to get your business off the ground and yet they won't post anything or mention it to anybody. They already know that you need companionship. They already know you need to be cared for. But instead of willingly giving it to you, they are perfectly satisfied with making you beg for things that you shouldn't have to ask for. In this season of your life, you shouldn't have to ask anybody to be honest with you. You shouldn't have to ask anybody to speak nice to you. You shouldn't have to ask anybody to be loyal to you. The assumption is if we're in this relationship together, then listening to me is the very least you should do. And human decency should not have to be negotiated. You have to look out for a demon that the church never addresses and never does an altar call for or never brings out oil. You have to look out for demons that are called narcissists who enjoy playing power games over the things they already know that you need. You have to keep your eyes open for people who would rather manipulate your needs than satisfy your desires. Watch out for people who make you pay for what they should be giving you for free. Anybody who will make you beg for something basic is somebody who you cannot trust your heart to. You should not have to beg for somebody to come home. You should not have to beg for somebody to respond to your text message. You should not have to beg for somebody who you live with to speak to you. You shouldn't have to beg for common courtesy, decency, and respect. If there's one person in your life who ought to be pushing you to be your better self, it shouldn't be the person who claims to love you. Why are you auditioning for a role you are already occupied? You have killed too many lions, bears, and tigers to have to lay down with a dog and get up with their fleas. Why am I forced to walk on water when you know I don't know how to swim? Why should I have to go the extra mile for somebody who won't push my car when I run out of gas? The devil is a liar, so you shouldn't be one. That job is already taken and already fulfilled. The only thing I need you to do is be honest to me. You'd be surprised. I already know the truth. I'm just waiting on you to tell your version of it. Just the other day, just the other day, I was uh, navigating a difficult and a sensitive issue with a married couple in our church. The man was uh, going on and on about he never asked his wife to support his dream, how he never asked her to sacrifice as much as she did. She turned to him on the couch and said to him, you ought to be grateful I never put you in a position to ask. She said to him, I gave it to you without you having to ask, because when you love somebody, they shouldn't have to beg you for support. People didn't know how good they had it with somebody like you you love them with no strings attached, with no ulterior motive, with nothing that you were trying to manipulate you just wanted to see them win and I feel bad for them because they didn't realize what they had in you until they no longer had you 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 have got to celebrate the gift that I am, look at the person beside you and tell them all I am is an asset, all I am is an asset and to Lose me is a liability. I better preach to somebody in here. I bring value to you. Don't you ever fix your mouth to ask what I bring to the table. I am the table, the chair, the spoon, the fork. The only thing I'm not is the knife I pulled out of your bag. I am the table. That's why That's why you have to love this passage. You have to love this passage because uh, this passage teaches me that we serve a God who will bless you without you having to ask for it. You didn't hear what I just said. You serve a God who's going to bless you for something you didn't know to ask for. I better say it to somebody else another way. Brace yourself. Because the blessing you are about to receive is something you never prayed for. You better look out. I feel like this week is going to be a week that God is going to deliver unasked prayers. He said, I'm going to give you what you couldn't even think, what you couldn't dream, what you can't even imagine. Put all of your haters on high alert. Because the thing that they are getting ready to fight you over is something you never prayed for. God just delivered it right into your hand. You ever think about, you ever think about what God is giving you that you didn't ask for? You didn't ask him to wake you up this morning, but he gave it to you anyway. You didn't ask him for another chance, but he gave it to you anyway. You didn't ask him to make sure that your car ran this morning, but he did it anyway. You didn't ask him to make sure that the rain that was coming down last night did not find itself through your ceiling and into your bed, but he put a hedge prince of protection around your life. Can I go another step further? You didn't ask him for his only son, Jesus, but he gave him anyway. You didn't ask for Jesus to be crucified on the cross, but he he died anyway you didn't ask for him to get up Sunday morning with all power in his hand but he did it anyway do you not think that God is gonna do something for you that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard somebody ought to shout he gonna do it anyway he's gonna bless you with something You didn't ask for something that you didn't even know existed, something that was beyond your realm of possibility, beyond the scope of your comprehension. It is here then that uh, you got to pay attention that God is uh, answering a prayer that never came out of Adam's mouth. Adam never asked for a woman. Never asked for a companion, never asked for a wife, but God gave him one. God said to the entire listening universe, it's not good for man to be alone. And the question we launch an investigation this morning is how did God know this is what Adam needed? If Adam didn't ask for it, what was the sign? If Adam never opened up his mouth, how did God know this was the thing that Adam lacked? It is here that I submit to you that all prayers are not prayed out of your mouth. Some prayers come uh, beyond the tribunal of your thinking. Sometimes the need is deeper than what your mouth can articulate. Sometimes the deficiency is beyond words. And when you need something that is so probing, that is so abiding, there is no grammatical construction. The Spirit will pray and make intercession for you with sighs too deep for words to be able to comprehend. I need somebody who has lived through life's journey enough where you didn't even have the words for what you were feeling but uh, but you just had to give out a sigh so that you didn't break down. Folk folk didn't know that you had to talk yourself off of the ledge and you never said anything. They uh, they didn't even know that you kept yourself together even while you were unhinged and unglued. I I need somebody in here who has had some moments where you sat on the edge of your own bed. You, You you sat in the car, but the car wasn't even turned on. I, I need somebody who had to sit in the, on the couch and you didn't even realize that the TV wasn't on, but you were trying to process what was going on in your life and what it is that you were going for. You, you didn't even have the words for how angry you were, for how disappointed you were, or how broken you were, how hurt you were, but there is a sound that even words can't even capture. So so when I get into the presence of God and you hear me open up my mouth, I don't need you trying to interpret what I'm going through because I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking about what's going on in my sanctified soul. I, I need somebody. Would you just cry out unto God like God knows what you're going through? Hallelujah. Adam's mouth wasn't moving. But his spirit was talking. Adam's soul was yearning. He was disquieted amongst himself. And what you need to know is that Adam's heart was asking for God's love. Because the heart is always asking for connection, the mind is always asking, What can I know? The faith is always asking, What do I believe? The Spirit is always asking, what will set me free? But your heart only asks one question. It's only one question your heart will ever ask. Is uh, who will love me enough? your heart will never ask you about a car your heart will never ask you about a house your heart will never ask you about a job your your heart just wants to know who is going to accept me for my flaws your your, your heart wants to know who's in it not for my body but beyond for my brain who my heart wants to know who can handle my past and my brokenness and my flaws your heart wants to know who can I tell everything to when they Can handle it and not run away from me? Who is going to really be on my side because I'm such a natural giver but I keep falling for takers. My heart wants to know what's best for me. My body enjoys them but my heart doesn't trust them. My heart wants to know where can I be safe with my dreams and with my vulnerability and with my brokenness. My heart wants to know is it real this time or is it just another setup and another scare and just another trap my heart wants to know God is this you or is this the devil dressed up in what I like my heart wants to know Hallelujah. my heart wants to know Who's not connected me for clout and for influence? who don't want to be connected to me because of bills and because of aesthetics and because of shape and because of hair my my heart wants to know who's really praying for me when I don't have the strength to pray for myself God I can't hear nobody in here I I need you to do me a favor would you just lay hands on your heart lay hands on your heart I'm telling you this ain't about cars or clothes or money but God I need you to protect my heart I, I can't take another hit. I need you to protect my heart. I've been through so much that I'm trying not to become bitter and resentful. Protect my heart. I don't even fool with people like that no more. I need you to protect my heart. It ain't even strangers. I'm talking about my own family. My heart is in trouble. Be seated please, hallelujah, the enemy. the enemy doesn't even understand the only thing I got pure left is my heart, I swear to God I ain't going to let nobody ruin my heart. I'm going to leave out of this with the same amount of love I came in with. No matter what it is that life has done to me, I'm still going to be kind and compassionate and caring. Folk don't even understand. I got a good heart. You ain't going to find a lot of me's walking around. I love people who don't deserve my love. I speak to folk I should have cut off. I help people that would have left me for dead. The only thing I'm asking is cover my heart I'm I'm asking God to cover my heart because I feel myself slipping into a place that I don't even recognize it I need him to cover my heart this ain't even like me I don't usually get angry like this I'm now entertaining plots and schemes in my head on how to get even and how to get back, but God, I need you to cover my heart. Hallelujah, the enemy's been trying to squeeze out of me so I don't even believe in myself and don't longer believe in my dreams, but but my heart is still beating this morning and, and the only way that the heart can still beat is if blood is running through it. I need somebody who knows the only thing that keeps me together is the love of God. You think I need flowers to keep me going? You think I need a good morning text in order for me to find my fight? I've had to find the love of God in order for me to fight through depression and low self-esteem and anxiety. As bad as people have treated me, I still love myself and that's my superpower. I love me with my brokenness, with my flaws, with my issue and with my past I still love me Um, you have to fight for your heart Um, and it's the last thing you got left your heart keeps being broken by people who are mediocre and average and substandard your heart keeps getting mangled by people who weren't even deserving of your phone number. Your heart keeps being aligned with folk who were jealous of you from the start. Your, Your heart keeps getting ruptured from people that got your last name. So when I say God knows my heart, you don't even understand that when I worship God, sometimes it got nothing to do with the pastor preaching. It got nothing to do with the choir singing. Sometimes I worship God and I got to clap my hands because I got to remind myself I still feel. So Sometimes I got to dance because I can't lose my rhythm. Sometimes I just got to shout so I'm alive and that there's still a voice trapped in my throat. I'm not praising God for the material stuff y'all are shouting for, but I made up in my mind, I will bless the Lord at all Hallelujah. They broke your heart. They stole your heart. They mishandled your heart. They disrespected your heart but I need the enemy to know that I still got glory in my heart. I don't know where it is that you are. You can be a divorce, you can be single, you can be a widow, you can be three times engaged, but I need you to do me a favor. Would you just give God glory that your heart still works? I can't believe you ain't shouting better than that. Come on, I dare you to open up your mouth. My heart still works. It's still beating. I still got something in me of some value. I came today. You may be seated. I came today to do um, heart surgery because praise is the only thing that will bypass the blockage. The Lord says it's not good for man to be alone. And the good news is,, um, my grandmother said it for years, and I didn't even know what it meant till I got to this moment. But I want you to lay your hands right on your chest and just declare out loud, "God knows my heart." Yeah. In spite of what I've been through. And in spite of what I told myself, God can still hear my heartbeat. Yeah. He can listen past my mistakes. He hears me past my insecurity. He knows my heartbeat beyond my taste. He knows my heartbeat beyond the music that I listen to and the bad choices that I made no matter who hurt you no matter how many mistakes God still hears your heart oh my God he still hears your heart as a matter of fact he's listening to it right now he said for the anointing that you carry for the gift that is on your life you don't need anything that already exists I got to create custom tailor-made something that can handle what you carry. God, I can't hear nobody. He didn't tell Adam to settle for no giraffe and no orangutan and for no zebra. He said, don't you dare get with no animal. Save yourself for who I got for you. He didn't listen to Adam's mouth because Adam's mouth didn't say anything. He only listen to his heart. Your body is saying, I want him back. But your heart is saying, I can't take it no more. Your eyes are saying, I'm attracted to him. But your heart is saying, despicable me. Your timetable was having you chase after him. But God was saying, slow down. That's where you have to understand that the prayers of your heart, y'all not going to believe it, the prayers of your heart are more powerful than the prayer that comes out of your mouth. Adam never opened his mouth, but God heard the conversations of his heart. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but God told me to tell you I don't know where you're sitting, but there's a reason why you got dressed. There's a reason why you kick back them covers. There's a reason why you stood and daydreamed in the shower. There's a reason why you had to fight with yourself about staying. Get, got, stopping to get gas. God says, I drew you here because I've been listening to your heartbeat. He said, I'm listening to your heartbeat. I, I heard your heart say you were frustrated. I heard your heart He'd say that uh, you deserve better. Your heartbeat kept transmitting to heaven. I'm tired of settling. Your heartbeat was saying, I don't have energy or time to play any more games. God says, I got something for you. The only thing I got to do is pull something out of you. God help me. He made Adam go to sleep. I need you to hear this in new birth. He made Adam go to sleep because um, when you are anointed, when you are gifted, when you have an assignment, one of the hardest things you'll ever be able to do is go to sleep. Hallelujah. I want you to grab that neighbor's hand, please. I got to show you something real quick. All of the animals, he spoke them into existence. Lions, tigers, bears. Oh my. When it was time for Adam, I need you to note this. He made Adam out of dirt. You are anointed and dirty. God, I knew y'all weren't gonna shout about that. You you are anointed and you got stuff with you says, I'm getting ready to present somebody to you. Here it is. And The Bible says he made Adam go to sleep. When he made Adam go to sleep, he opened up his side. I want you to pull on whoever's hand you're holding. Pull on them. Listen to me. I know they're seated, but put on them until they uh, can't sit still. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, pull them till they can't sit still. All right, that's good. I, I need you to see what just happened is what happened to Adam. What just happened is what happened to Adam. When it was animals, he spoke it. When it was Adam, watch this, he made him out of dirt. But when it was Eve, watch this, he opened him out of his side. Hear this, and gave him no narcotics to ease the pain. God, help me, but I need you to know what happened is when he opened him up, he pulled, I hope y'all will shout about it, he pulled a person out of him. When you just pulled on your neighbor, God pulled out of you every illegal soul tie. Every person that should not be in your system, he just pulled them out of you. You ain't gonna think about them. You ain't gonna feel nothing. You ain't gonna respond to the okey-doke. God said, I had to pull them out of you. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know how you ain't shouting. You don't even know what just happened in the spirit realm. God just gave you divine closure from whoever thought they had the authority to keep coming in and out of your life. God said, I just shut the door. They are out of your system. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Please, says i need to do something for you says so i need to pull you pull somebody out of your system and it is here ladies and gentlemen that i've got to do some uh, remedial theology for you uh, because uh, for millennia we have uh, attributed the original sin to being disobedience from the time that we were in uh, vacation bible school we ascribed the fall of man To an apple. To a pomegranate. It says, this is where sin entered in. Ladies and gentlemen, might I submit to you humbly that I don't believe that was the first sin. The first sin was not eating that apple. The first sin, watch this, is Adam wakes up the next day and sees a woman he never prayed for. God, help me. He sees, here it is, what he never asked God to deliver. And when he sees her, y'all not going to believe it, he never tells God, thank you. Oh my God. Hallelujah. I am going to say something to you and my time is almost up. Do you know how bad Somebody is going to be shouting when they get access to somebody like you. Oh my God. When they know only God could have brought me somebody like you, I owe God some glory. See, some of y'all only think about other people shout. Some of y'all, you may want to change seats. I need you to give God glory for who he's bringing to your life. Hey. Hallelujah. I got to show this to you. I got to show this to you. It is interesting and arresting that I have no scriptural evidence of the consummation of Adam and Eve's marriage until after the fall. God help me. They found the intimacy without sexuality. In just having dominion and having authority. See, everybody God sends you, you ain't supposed to sleep with. Oh my God. Oh, y'all, y'all don't like this. Some of the people that God sends into your life, you supposed to take over with. You're supposed to be running stuff and handling business. Look at the person beside you and tell them, I'm one of those in your life that there is in agreement that the last thing the enemy ever wanted you to do is to find somebody as equally anointed as you are but if the two of us touch and agree whatever we come after we're gonna be able to kill the enemy out. what would have happened if the two of them in coming together begin to give God glory together, here it is, what you don't understand is that snakes don't like loud sounds. God, y'all, y'all are slow. When snakes hear loud sounds, they start scurrying in the other direction. But you got two powerful people together who don't understand the authority in their worship. So the snake felt comfortable coming in. God says, if you give me glory today and you find somebody else to shout with you, every snake a sign to your life. Oh my God. Oh. Oh one can chase a thousand but two I can't hear nobody I better put you on alert if the folk around you ain't shouting they are comfortable with snakes but if you want the glory to come if you want the Shekinah to be revealed I dare you to lift up your voice Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The fall of man, the fall of man is not, uh, it should not be ascribed to the weakness of a woman. The fall of man is connected to the absence of leadership of the man. Oh my God. If he had ever taken the time to disciple her, then there would be no question about what the snake was asking her. Y'all better stop gatekeeping the glory of God. If you want what I have, you're going to have to do what I do. You can't sit there and just ride off of my coattail. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. All right. My time is almost up my time is almost up the violinist plays. to God be the glory and I, I got to tell you this cuz I'm coming full circle is that you being so self-absorbed you not having to beg for it you thought I was talking about your needs mm-hmm. How God is saying after all I did for you I shouldn't have to beg you to lift me up But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I need you to grab that neighbor's hand and say, neighbor, if we praise God today, everything you were born to do, you will not die until you get it done. I need you to grab that neighbor's hand and say if we praise him today a snake is going to be killed whatever snake thought they were going to play with your mind, mess with your heart and destroy your family they got another thing coming let's kill some snakes today open up your mouth and bless the Lord like I don't need no rocks crying out for me he's been too good he's been too kind he's been better to me than i've been to myself and i get joy when i think about what he's done for me you can't tell it let me tell it what the Lord. Oh my God. OK. No preaching is complete without a practicum. Listen to me. There's getting me to be a dimension of worship I don't want you to miss. Married couples found your spouse. Listen to me, engage partners, find your spouse. It is because the, the enemy hates agreement. He hates marriage. This is the lowest number of marriages in our community in over 60 years. But it is the highest amount of divorces in our community in over 60 years. But God says, I'm getting ready to bring people together. But more than that, watch this, I'm getting ready to connect you with somebody who wants you to receive everything that God has for your life. That this is the year that God is going to answer unspoken prayers. I really thought y'all were going to shout better than that. I said, this is the year God is going to answer unspoken prayers. Listen to me, there's be a sound in this room. And for those of you who are by yourselves, those of you who are Navigating through loneliness, through isolation. God said, while you are worshiping me, I'm creating somebody for you. Oh, my God. They're not going to be perfect, but they're going to be perfect for you. Because I'm making them out of the dirt. I can't hear nobody. Let's give me a sound of worship that the enemy did not anticipate, that he did not want to see happen. But you are not going to worship for yourself. You're going to worship for whoever God has connected you to this morning. And in case you haven't figured it out, you are assigned to whoever you are standing next to. That when you give God glory, here it is, God is going to release all of the floodgates of heaven on their behalf. You gotta raise your expectation cause y'all keep shouting over material and tangible stuff. And God is saying, there's another level I'm getting ready to take you to. I want you to open up your mouth because you don't know the attack that your neighbor has been under. That the enemy, if he couldn't make them lose their mind, he wanted to make them lose heart. But somehow or another, they still got their heart intact. And when you worship on their behalf today, watch this, God is gonna be reconstructing every area of their heart that has been falling apart. Some of you, you ain't gonna have strength to do nothing to cry. Others of you, you ain't gonna be able to do nothing but gas for air, but God says, I'm putting your heart back together because you ain't walking out of here the same way that you came. I don't know where the three of you are, but I came to tell the demon, divorce is not an option. He is putting the marriage back together. I can't hear nobody. Get your stuff from the bedroom down the hall and assume your rightful position. God has ordained your marriage. He says, I ain't keeping y'all together for the children. I ain't keeping you together for bills. I'm keeping you together because the two of you have an assignment. And when the two of you walk in the perfect will of God for your life, no weapon that is formed against you will be able to prosper. I need you to look at the person beside you tell them I'm going to war for you today. I'm going to war for your heart, for your ideas, and for your dreams. I'm going to war because I want to see all things work together for your good. When I count to three, I need you to start going into warfare for your husband, for your wife, for your best friend, for your girl. Y'all ain't saying nothing that God is going to safeguard their dreams and safeguard their heart. One, two, three. Shout for that neighbor now. Come on, open up your mouth. Come on, fight for their heart. I can't believe y'all ain't shouting for it. They not going to crumble. They not going to lose it. They're not gonna grow out of their mind. Fight for their neighbor's heart. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.